This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're listening to this podcast right now, then I'm going to assume that you would also enjoy listening to audiobooks. Whether you're interested in business, history, comedy, science fiction, or romance, Audible has thousands of titles for you to choose from. We want you to try out Audible for free, so if you head to our link, you'll get a 30-day free trial and a free book. So go to audibletrial.com slash localhustlerspodcast to redeem your trial today. Again, that's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, trial.com slash localhustlerspodcast. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, your go-to source for connecting with small businesses and entrepreneurs in the East Valley. Get ready to be inspired by local entrepreneurs as they share their stories, mindset, best tips, and advice. And now, your co-hosts, Dallin and Eric Huso. I was so intrigued by what you were you were saying earlier where you only want people to stay with you for a year, which most business owners will just 100% disagree with because because of the, the issue of turnover, the costs that come with that, the time that comes with training new people. So how do you deal with, with some of those, I guess, the negative sides of, of having people only with you for a year, um, having to spend time looking for new people, training new people, the costs that come with that as well? How do you balance that with um, obviously the positives of letting people move on or move up in the company? I think I learned over, especially over the last year, that uh, where a lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time dealing in business, like the, the hard things for an entrepreneur in business comes from their inability to recognize the difference between facts and problems. When people treat facts like a problem, they spend so much time, effort, and energy on something that cannot be solved, right? And when people confuse if it's a problem and they treat it as a fact, then they don't don't act upon it to change it, right? So when I created the business, I created and I said, it's going to be a fact. That's a fact. That's not a problem. It's a fact that we will have a very high turnover. People will be coming and going at all times, right? And what a lot of people complain about that, then I say, well, think about yourself. Would you be a home cleaner on a close to minimum wage pay for over a year? And the reality is that 99% of the people will say no. Like, okay, well, the fact is nobody likes to do that job. Why would I expect my employees to do what I'm not willing to do? I don't want to do that, right? Why would you be expecting an employee to stay with you for over a year, right? So you are now treating a fact as if it was a problem. It's not even a problem. It is what it is. It's a fact, right? So the second I came to terms with it and I said, gosh, I, I would hate to be doing that myself, right? Then I said, well, then let's set up a system to where we have an ongoing parade of people coming to interview for a job. Mm-hmm. And as I know that people that I hired today, they have a tentative expiration date for a year from today, but let's start looking for somebody that will take that place and we'll just keep this little factory gone, right? Now, most people see it as a downside because they say, gosh, you're going to have to interview so many people. Me, I get so excited because now that means that instead of having one person that I can mentor and help change their life, just like other people have done to me, I'll get an opportunity to do it over and over and over and over again because of the system that is created. Yeah. So, you know, if an entrepreneur would love to hire 20 people and have 20 people work with them for 50 years, right? I'm happy that... Over 50 years, I have to change those 20 employees. That means you do the math. I'm not good with math, but 100, 1,000, 10,000 people, I'll get to mentor, to be part of their lives. 
and maybe a little selfish like i'll get to take some credit on the success that they build later in life yeah right i would love to when i'm old look back and say gosh that person worked with me and now they have their own business um, that girl that worked with us now she is a veterinarian and she's saving a lot of puppies right <laughs> i love that right it, it doesn't come i learned from ben funk the principle of abundance uh and he he told me that there is wealth and time and people and money it's unlimited there's a ton of it so i should never hold on to just one so when i came to terms that the fact is in my business i will always have a lot of people coming and going it honestly doesn't bother me i love it they want to decide to leave it's time for them to leave they want to leave they want to quit if we want to call it really ugly we have to fire them it's happened that's a fact we knew that was going to happen it's not even a problem it doesn't take my sleep I don't sweat it, I don't stress over it, I'm not freaking out. It's a fact, it's not a problem, it's a fact. That's gonna happen, it's not gonna change. So over the last year I learned to differentiate the difference between a fact and a problem. And turnover for us is a fact. It's no longer a problem for us. Uh, I, I love that distinction between yeah. fact and problem. I've never heard it before. Where'd you learn that? Did you just... Well, I, once again, my, my friend Hector, who I love. I, I, I need to send him the link to listen to this. Yeah, you better be listening. <laughs> when, when, uh, when I was doing sales, sales is not a skill game. It's a mind game 100%. Right? So when I was doing sales, my brain tricked me and gave me a bunch of, helped me make up a lot of problems. I'm not feeling good. It's too hot. I'm tired. This job is repetitive. I've been doing it too long. There's something better across the street. Uh, my friend is doing better on the other side of the country. Yada, 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 right? And Hector will always give me the same uh, recipe to deal with my problems. And that was a fact. He would always tell me, Ishmael, sales, solve problems. If it's too hot, sell more, and it's not going to be that hot. If you're tired, sell more, and you won't be tired. If you miss your girlfriend, sell more, and you won't miss her. If your friends are doing well in their business across the country, if you sell more, like that problem will go away. And I was making up problems that took so much of my energy and my stress, but Hector always gave me a fact that no matter whose opinion it is, by you selling more, the fact is problems go away. So he will always give me that recipe. He's like, dude, that's a fact. And he will always use that statement. That's a fact. The more you sell, the less problems you will have. So never, he never explained the difference between a fact and a problem. But I got very comfortable bringing up fake problems and he was very comfortable giving me a very assertive fact. So when I link those two together and, you know, in entrepreneurship, yeah, we also make excuses, entrepreneurs. People For regard sure. us as like we're perfect and we're just so tough and alpha. But <laughs> many nights I cried. Many days I made excuses not to go to work. Yeah. And, and I learned to, to play with those two words, fact and a problem and understand the difference very well. So now when some of my employees come and give me an excuse or they tell me they have a problem, I bring them to my whiteboard and I put them one side fact or problem. <laughs> so, okay, I don't have enough money to pay rent. Okay, is that a problem or is that a fact? It's a problem, right? Because it can be fixed. How can you fix that? Well, you need to work some more, right? You can be coming back to complain to me, but you took two days off last week. That's a problem that you can fix. Right. A fact is, hey, I'm short. Yeah, I'm short. What do you want me to do? I'm 5'9". You can't do anything about it. Right? If I, if I treat it like a problem, 
then I'll get down on myself on mm. something that I cannot change, mm-hmm. right? But if there's something I can change, well, let's let's make a plan, let's get to work, and let's make it happen, right? Or as Hector will say, go sell more, and it will solve your problems, right? So that's where that, uh, I don't know what you call it, idea or, yeah. or analogy or yeah. mindset uh, has come from that I kind of pieced together as I was dealing with some problems in the business. Sounds like a great course for Zebra University. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, talk to us for a second about the organi- organizational structure of the business because you mentioned that some people have the opportunity to move up in the business and, and there's some businesses that obviously they don't have, they can't handle you know, more, more management. So how have you kind of structured your business to handle you know, more management positions and more opportunities um, other than you know, technicians and, and an owner? For sure. So let me tell you a, a, a little background on Zebra. When Zebra started, I was surrounded by a bunch of my friends from door to door. Door to door salesmen or salesmen in general are horrible business owners because they think of business as sales. It's very different. There's a lot of components to business. Mm-hmm. Sales, you only have one component. You sell. Sell. Yeah. Right. Uh, they underestimate operations. They look down at operations. They hate human resources. They don't understand accounting. They don't care for legalities. All they care is more. More sales, more deals, and they think that everything is fixed by doing more of everything, right? More employees, more money. Yeah, but it also creates a, a bigger operational problem and yeah. a bigger liability when it comes to legalities and accounting and human resources, right? So I had all these friends and I pitched my idea and in my business plan is and was and still is and will always be a great plan. If I lay it down in paper, you'll say, gosh, that's genius. When it's time to go do it, it's very different, right? So when I started, uh, I had a business partner who later on quit. Uh, I had a bunch of people that had interest in getting started with me. And before they even started, they quit. So there was a time when I started Zebra where I was literally on my own. I was running the business out of the trunk of my car. And I did everything. I picked up the phone for customers. I was the sales guy. At nights I would go and pick up product and then during the days I was the one doing the cleaning. So I learned how to do absolutely everything in my business. And I learned how to do it very well. When I hired my first couple employees, uh, I taught them how to do everything. Then I brought one of my friends with me and I told him, hey dude, I'm, I'm, I want you to, to be one of my managers. And he said, oh that's awesome. The second I asked him to go clean a house, he quit. So that day I made a rule that anybody that works for me, they have to, I don't care who you are, they have to clean homes for three months, right? So right now I actually, uh, he has become one of my partners. He has a piece of the business. A friend of mine who had a startup uh, tech company in the Bay Area, he said, hey, I like the growth of your business. I think that's a great industry to be in. Can I be a part of it? And I said, yes. So when he moved his family from San Francisco to Phoenix, family of three, uh, he relocated completely day one. I was like, all right, for the next three months, you're going to be cleaning homes. And he looked at me, he's like, all right. And when he said yes, I was like, okay, awesome. I want that guy. Yep. Yes. But I had a lot of guys that I said, all right, well, you're going to come work with me. They're like, awesome. So where's my office? <laughs> I'm like, well, you don't have an office. Your office is cleaning homes. Oh, no, I'm not going to go clean homes. Right. So Rule number one, if you want to work with me, you have to go clean homes. I don't care. Dirty toilets, long days, hard work. Because if you understand that, then you will understand our people, right? So from there, we have just little escalators, right? You go from being a cleaner to being a team leader, which you get a little bit more responsibility. You're in charge of 
some of uh, communication with the customer. You talk mm-hmm. to them, you communicate, you have to be accountable. Uh, they're very responsible for the quality of the work. Then the next level is every uh, four teams, we have a supervisor. And that supervisor serves as a uh, helper to the teams. Um, we're moving all across the valley. So in the move, there's always something that is needed. And, and they have one person that they can go to instead of calling me. So then every two supervisors, we have a manager. And then that manager pretty much runs all the people, all the servicing, which is our heaviest piece of the business. Uh, we have two people at the office that take care of uh, sales and customer service. And then I have some uh, other helpers around the business that help us with all of the um, financial accounting, legal stuff, right. um, human resources. But that, that's pretty much how it's constructed. And, and I'm trying to build it so that we can replicate it and we can in time franchise it. Right. So it should be like that. It's going to be a manager, three supervisors, 12 teams. Hmm. And then two people at the office, and that's it. Yeah. And then we'll have a headquarters that will pretty much handle the back end of a lot of it. And then me, because I have a passion for uh, marketing, I do all the marketing for the business. Right. Okay. Yeah. Did you did you figure out that structure over time on your own to find like that sweet spot yeah. of people? Yeah. Did we. I mean, that structure has changed 10 times okay. in a week. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> I thought it was one way, but then it was a different way. Right, and, right. Yeah, trial and error. I, yeah. And I made a lot of mistakes. I, I hired and I had great people that worked for me that I did not put them in the right seat, mm-hmm. that I did not help them the way they needed, and I lost great people. I've also brought in people that put them in great seats that they didn't measure up, and I'm glad that we have such a great culture that we weed them out. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm still trying to learn it. I, I don't know if it's still fully developed, I'm sure in the next uh, few months, some changes will be will be made to our, yeah. uh, you know, leadership and yeah. our structure. I want you to be able to take a couple minutes and, and tell us about the actual business which you guys offer, uh, just for our customers listening that that might be interested in zebra cleaning. So tell us, you know, from a cleaning perspective, what you guys do, what you guys um, can offer for for homes. Perfect. So pretty straightforward zebra cleaning we have our, our largest division that's home cleaning so we we offer residential cleaning services mm-hmm. uh, a variety of different services from a one-time deep clean uh, about 80 percent of our customers are reoccurring customers so we do either uh, monthly bi-weekly or weekly okay um services uh, we also have a sister company called orca cleaning and we do commercial cleaning and that's Anything that is not a home that falls under um, commercial cleaning. Gotcha. And then we recently added uh, window cleaning and carpet cleaning. So pretty much any cleaning needs for any home, uh, we can pretty much handle it. Um, we have excellent relationships with other um, service providers in the, in the area, pest control, pool cleaning, HVAC. So what we like to do is we like to become almost as if we were the... Um, concierge of service so we do have um, a privilege with the customer that we get to see him on a weekly by weekly basis for two hours at a time yeah so we have a very strong relationship with all of them so they trust us really well Mm -hmm. so we can always point them on the right direction to where to acquire services so yeah I mean zebra cleaning we do uh, home and commercial cleaning services window cleaning carpet cleaning and then recently we just introduced our line of uh, solar panel cleaning services. Mm-hmm. So we got a group of guys that get up on the roof and make those panels look good and perform better. Um, anybody listening can uh, find us at uh, zebrahomecleaning.com. Um, we're very active on Instagram, so at zebra.cleaning. Uh, Facebook, they can find us as well. And uh, yeah, we'd love to take care of anybody looking for cleaning. Uh, we're also extremely involved with the community. 
Uh, we've done a couple fundraisers. We're actually working with the city of Gilbert uh, to help raise some money for uh, the fallen police officer. Um, you know, a sad story that happened here in the community. Yeah. So Zebra will be helping with that. Uh, we're very involved with the Phoenix Children's Hospital and we've helped uh, in a number of situations. So we like to be involved with the community. So anybody that has a service project, a fundraiser, something where Zebra can step in and help out a little bit, please reach out to us and we'd love to be a part of it. Love that, love that. Do you mind quickly uh, giving us a rundown of, of COVID and how that has affected your business because you're in the homes? Was that yeah. you know was that an issue for customers? Well, yeah, let me tell you, and, and I hope uh, all of my pro-COVID people, I, I apologize for what I'm going to say, and, <laughs> and my non-pro-COVID, uh, you know, against COVID, they will love what I'll say, but uh, biggest blessing we've experienced in our business was COVID. COVID was a great thing for us. Uh, March of last year, we took a big hit. We went from numbers were steadily growing to all customers gone. Yeah. And I think all of us were unsure. There was so much uncertainty, a lot of fear. So all customers called and canceled their services. Wow. And that's about the time where I was getting comfortable sitting at a desk. And that came and shook me and I was like, all right, time to get back to work. So ever since I never put on a shirt and, and, and dress pants ever again. So what I did is I started working super hard. I started knocking doors, um, telling people, hey, if you need any cleaning services, I started at nights, I would go and study how to uh, combat viruses and uh, bacteria. So I started getting a hold of products and learning the procedures on how to correctly disinfect a facility, whether it be commercial or residential. There was a scarcity of products, so I was looking for alternative products. Um, so yeah, we did suffer quite a bit. Uh, so what we did was being 100% proactive with it. So yeah. before people would ask us about it, we had the answer to their questions. So we would reach out to all of our customers, let them know we were you know, disinfecting the equipment. We were checking temperatures of employees. We were using hand sanitizer. We were out wearing gloves, a mask. Um, I mean, everything to try to ease them up. So after a couple months, while I was knocking, I built up a customer base, but then my old customer base came back. So over a month, we like, just skyrocketed. And ever since, our, our service has been a very popular service. People like things clean now more than ever. And uh, that's the one, only one piece of uh, business that I can say I got a little lucky. Because the rest we did have to work really hard for. <laughs> the one, that one piece, I was like, gosh, we that worked for us. Yeah. So yeah, the COVID was definitely challenging. A lot of changes made, a lot of hard work but one of the best things that has ever happened to us. Yeah. Sure. But hey, luck only comes when you're doing the right things and in the right places, right? I, I hope so. Yeah, sure. but it, that's, I mean, of all things, I, I hate when people say, hey, oh, you got lucky. I yeah. hate that term. Yeah. That or the uh, must be nice. Right? <laughs> when, when I tell my, I have my own business, they're like, oh, must be nice to be your own boss. And I was like, gosh, I hate when they say that. <laughs> or when they say, well, you got lucky with something, right? Yeah. But that's the only piece where I can look back and just, give the credit and say maybe we got a little lucky with that mm -hmm. so um yeah definitely a crazy year for all of us entrepreneurs do you find yourself spending more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it then you need to get in touch with flamingo pools flamingo pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the east valley whether it's weekly maintenance repairs green to cleans or one-time cleanings flamingo pools is there to take care of you Here's a few things that makes Flamingo Pools stand out from the crowd. When you first sign up for service, they'll give you a free complimentary inspection of the pool to make sure everything is running smoothly. 
They'll also email you a service report with a picture attached after every visit so you know when your pool has been cleaned. They also offer a mineral treatment which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and get your first month of weekly maintenance free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. For sure, for sure. Thanks for sharing that. Um, talk to us a bit more. You mentioned franchising, but what else is is on the horizon? What's kind of the... the the future five-year, ten-year plan for zebra cleaning okay. moving forward. Yeah, so I uh, I've got a couple things cooking right now. Uh, we are in the midst of uh, opening our second office. Uh, this will be right now our uh, main office is in Mesa, which we service the entire valley. We have about 150 customers in West Valley that is just very costly for us to service so far away. Mm-hmm. So we're in the process of opening an office uh, either West Phoenix, Glendale area uh, to be able to service the growing community out there. Uh, we also have our eyes on Henderson, Nevada, uh, great market to be in, and there's a very high demand for cleaners, there's a scarcity of cleaners, mm-hmm. so we feel like if we walk in, we will just immediately take off. Wow. Uh, my team is working on that. Uh, recently, we paid a lot of attention to the commercial space, so I have one of my main managers is, uh, I mean, invested 100% into developing all of our commercial side we want to grow. Uh, right now, we're not bringing a whole, we're about $150,000 a year in commercial, and we want to 10 times that uh, in the next year. And, and it's grown organically. We haven't really gone after any businesses. Mm-hmm. We feel that if we put some attention to that, we can definitely take off with commercial. And then Does me- a lot of those commercial contracts then come from your residential customers? 100%. Other than probably one. Yeah. Other than probably one, uh, you know, residential customers ask me, do you do businesses still? And back in COVID, I was like, yes, I'll do anything. Yeah. I was cleaning cars. <laughs> With my background experience, I literally bought, got a little pump, and I'll tell the neighbors, hey, I'll pray for your bucks if you give me 20 bucks. I had no money. So that's how those came. They, they would ask me, and I said yes to everything. Whatever it was, share, sure, I'll do it. I'll be a clown at your kid's party, right? <laughs> so that's how uh, all of them, maybe except one or two, um, came up. So we're trying to put together a, a good, aggressive business plan to, to do well in the commercial space. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a, a manager and partner that runs all of my residential side. I have a manager and partner that runs all of my commercial side. And then me right now, I've been very, very focused on the solid energy uh, side of it. So we're working a lot in creating a maintenance package, maintenance plan yeah. to help the growing demand of solar energy here in the valley. So me personally, I'll be very invested in that in the next couple of uh, probably years. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm all across the board helping the other companies as well. For sure. And, and you mentioned that these aren't only managers, but partners as well. Correct. So do they have, you know, equity or yes. a profit share? So what went into the decision to not only saying, hey, I want to make you a manager. I'm going to you know, give you the salary or pay you this much, but to also give them a chunk of the business as well. Well, I, I think um, I want them to succeed. I want them to have something for them and their families. I want them to build something for themselves and not just for me. And I thought that if I can give them something to build with me, the amount of buy-in, the passion, the excitement to build it will be a lot higher than if they're just an employee. Yeah. Number one. Number two, when I hired these guys that I had no money in the middle of COVID, 
I underpaid them like crazy. I overworked them and underpaid them. And I said, these guys have earned, they built the business, they deserve a piece of it, period. And while a lot of my entrepreneur friends uh, critique me and they don't agree with me on that, I said, those guys build it as much as I did and they deserve a piece of it. They deserve that, that that's as much as is theirs as it is mine. And, and I love it and I get a lot, of, a lot of fire on that, but I love it and I wouldn't change it. Yeah. And, and I'm looking forward to meeting more great people that are want, wanting to partner up and mm-hmm. will give them an opportunity to build a business for them and their families in yeah. the future. And I'm sure it gives them having you know skin in the game. It gives them more of a desire to, yeah. to grow the company as well, having yeah. that. And it just goes that abundance mindset, like you mentioned. Correct. Like, and there's enough for everyone. And then when you're all working together, you end up being able to do more than you ever could have on your own. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why we've been very, very dominant uh, yeah. in the valley. I mean, we quickly became the largest uh, and the fastest growing cleaning company in the area. And, and I think it comes from that abundance mindset. I, I think the more we can share, I uh, I find it funny with my competitors. They don't like to talk to each other and I love being friends with them. I've gone out to lunch with all of them. I ask them if I can do anything to help them out. Sometimes we're extremely booked, so we send them referrals and I say, hey, well, there is a house, go clean it. And they're just so confused when I give them work. <laughs> they're like, what, do you want to cut it? I'm like, no, I don't need money. Because that lady, if I don't take it, it's going to go to waste. Yeah. Here, here we go, you got it. And, uh, a good friend of mine, Karina, I, I love her. She uh, has a cleaning company in West Valley. Sometimes she's understaffed. And literally me, the owner of the company and my main manager, we go and help her out. And then at the end, she's like, well, let me pay you for that. And I'm like, no, let's do that. Friends help friends. And she's always like, okay. like, So it, it's worked great, right? It's been good karma for us. It's been a good exercise of abundance for us. And it keeps us happy and it keeps us giving and it keeps us grateful for what we have. So yeah, the, the, my my little partnership program, I love it. Uh, it can get a little complicated sometimes, but I, I love it and I think it's fair and, and we look forward to continue to grow with that model. That's awesome. Um, you love marketing. You love growing a business. You love people. There's so much of, of the business aspect of being an entrepreneur that you love. What would you say that is your single favorite part of being an entrepreneur is? Hmm, that's a good question. I, it'll be hard for me to pick one. But I, I just love um, seeing something be born and then grow. I do have a problem in my business that I'm good at starting it, seeing it grow, and then wanting to go and start and see something grow, right? Mm-hmm. So I need to have people that will help me fall through and complete it towards <laughs> the end. So I'm more of a starter. Yeah. That's what I love. I love it. And sometimes when I just can't start something myself, I'm looking for people that are wanting to start something, and I ask them, how can I help you? Let's up. I'll get in there with you. Let, let's, let's start it. I want to see it be born. Yeah. And I want to see it grow. And that's my drug. That, that's what I love. And within my business, the one thing that I love the most and probably what I can pride myself the most is, is our branding. Our brand is just so slick. It's so sexy. For we sure. Are, we are the coolest cleaning company in Arizona by far. And I will tell that to every competitor to their face. <laughs> right? And, and, and we're cool. And the girls love it. And they love wearing their uniforms. And yeah. they love their swag. And we love our vehicles and our people compliment our vehicles. So that's the one thing that I'm super proud of. Yeah. On the name, the brand, uh, the logos, the colors. Like Zebra Cleaning is definitely the coolest cleaning company in Arizona and I dare to say in the country. So that, that's something we're really proud and we're just we get really happy about it. And that's a bold statement. Oh, coolest I, I, in the country. You know, well, I, um, gosh, we can spend another hour talking about this, right? <laughs> but 
Um, two, three weeks ago, we were in Dallas, Texas, uh, me and my management team for a home cleaners conference. So a bunch of uh, home cleaning business owners come together. We didn't have enough hours in the day to get compliments from people on our branding and on our marketing and on the, on the way we grow. We, I hate to say this, and I hope Debbie Sardon, which is the person that puts together, doesn't hear this, but we stole the show. And we stole the show by our single presence. We were happy cleaners. We were not stressed out cleaners. We were growing cleaners. We were not, we were cleaners that understood facts and we were not dwelling in problems. Yeah. We were a team. We were not selfish, right? So, yeah, you, you, you can say, and, and I will probably just kind of pride myself a little bit more, but we're very unique in that way. In, mm-hmm. in the cleaning industry. So mm-hmm. going to those uh, conferences and gatherings of a lot of uh, cleaning business owners give us the clarity that, uh, yes, we are the best in Arizona. And I, I dare any cleaning company in the country to come challenge us on that. And I would love for that so that I can I can bump it up and, and do even better. Because I know we can still do a lot better than what That's we're awesome. doing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. I didn't even ask, but where do the name Zebra come from? Zebra, it's a 100% a marketing, it's not a cleaning name, it's a marketing name. So if you close your eyes and you think of Zebra, an animal will come to your mind and you'll live forever remember that. The Zebra print, whether I show you the full animal or just the print, you'll always remember it. So yeah. if you see a car drive by really fast, 60 miles per hour on the freeway, you'll remember that. If it said Maria's Cleaning, uh, Maria's Pristine Cleaning Company LLC, you'll forget that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Zebra is also a name that swings in any direction for any service. So if tomorrow I want to add uh, AC repairs, I can call it Zebra AC repairs. If I want to start doing uh, car detailing, I can call it Zebra car detailing. Yeah. Uh, so we, it gives us, it opens the spectrum to add more service uh, services to our, our suite of services. So it's 100% of marketing. It's, and then also it's a very cost efficient brand because it's black and white. <laughs> so I always find white shirts and black shirts for uniforms. Yeah. I always find white cars and black cars for uh, the company. Pretty much everything you can find it in black and white. So That's I genius. can keep my colors very consistent. I have these competitors that use a, a very unique blue mm-hmm. or a very bright pink. Yeah. So their cars are one pink and the uniform of one cleaner is one pink and a different shade for a different one. So it breaks the consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But white and black is the black same shade white, no matter yeah. what it is. So you come to our office, everybody's wearing black head to toes. Uh, managers wear a white shirt and then the embroidery is the same. It's white on black or black on white. Yeah. Our vehicles are all white and we have two that are black. So it keeps it very consistent. It keeps it very clean. It keeps it very uh, slick, modern-ish. Um, and it's also very cost effective if you ask me printing everything black and white is cheaper than printing in color so <laughs> even our business cards and flyers are a lot cheaper than most people's right yeah. so no, yeah that's, that's where the zebra came from that's absolutely genius was that all planned beforehand yeah, yeah. well I had a, I had like 10 different names I yeah. was looking at I was going to call it uh, Delta Cleaning uh, Neon Cleaning which actually the solar company that I have is called Neon Solar okay so, so you ended up using name. it yeah uh, I was uh, wanting to call it Lime Cleaning but I was like, well, lime is, we're going to need a bright green, which is going to complicate things. And then what I did is I had three names on every letter of the alphabet. So if you go through the alphabet, you start with A and you end with Z, right? And zebra was the third of the three options I had. So I literally had to go through 
over a hundred different names to come up with the one. Boom, that's the one. So I ha- I still have that notebook somewhere, and I have three names on every letter of the album. Wow. And it was literally the second to last name that I was like, I think this is it. That's so. crazy. <laughs> that's per- that's persistence. That. Yeah, yeah that, that's how the name came about. Yeah. Okay. Um, as we're closing up here, Ishmael, you've shared so much great advice with us. I'm curious if you had one more piece of advice to leave with, with our listeners, maybe specifically towards you know a new entrepreneur getting started in business. Uh, what, what would you share? I think, um, and, I'll, and I'll read it off my phone, but just our core values. The core values at Zebra, it's the best advice not only an entrepreneur but a person can live up to. Mm-hmm. Right? They've been very well thought out. But uh, we believe at Zebra that uh, teamwork is the best way of accomplishing the most. So working as a team, even if you're a solo entrepreneur, surround yourself by a group of people that will always give you ideas, will give you encouragement, will give you good energy. Uh, that's that's been game changer for me. Uh, integrity, never compromise integrity for a dollar. And I've never done that and I will never will. Right? I, I think my integrity and, and just being able to sleep at night is more important than any amount of money. Um, accountability, I just, that's super important. Just be accountable to your team and also expect your team to be accountable. That's a big thing for us. Uh, hard work, um, I'm not a very talented guy, but I can outwork a, a bunch of talented people. So hard work has, has put me in great places in my life. And uh, ambition, that's my favorite one. Ambition, the word ambition, I think is very misinterpreted. Most people think of ambition as the desire to get more money. But I, inter- I, I like to look at ambition as desire of having more friends, desire of doing more good, mm-hmm. desire of helping more people, desire of learning more, reading more books, uh, working more hours a day. Uh, I like to practice ambition in everything I do in my life, yeah. not just when it comes to money. And then respect, I like to make sure I respect others, I respect the workplace, but always most important, respect myself. Uh, and then the last one, which is a big catalyst of, uh, of happiness in my life, which is gratitude. So I think we live in an era where we are attached to our phones. We look through Instagram. We see what our friends are posting on Facebook. We see these YouTubers. And it's really easy for us to compare ourselves. And, and, and comparison is definitely a thief of happiness. So gratitude is the prescription that can counter you know, comparison. So yeah. every second I've been grateful for what I have. It brings tears to my eyes to see how much goodness and abundance I have around my life. And every time I compare myself, I feel like I, I feel belittled and I feel less than other people. And, and I feel just the happiness is taken away. So it's not one thing, but it's seven things that we practice at Zebra that I'm sure it will help any entrepreneur. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, as they're trying to, to get out there and, and helping. And what I would say is we need more of that. We need more entrepreneurs. I'm I'm a I'm an immigrant. Uh, most immigrants come here wanting to work, and I will say even to my fellow immigrants that we need more entrepreneurs. We need more people to take the lead. We need more people to create jobs. Yeah. We need more creativity out there. We need somebody bold that will make crazy statements and then go out there and live up to them. Yeah. Um, I think we need more of that. What the, what, I, what I will say to fellow entrepreneurs is go do it. We need you. We're excited to see more entrepreneurs be born. We're excited to see people grow their business and I, I'm pretty sure many entrepreneurs and especially myself were happy to help any uh, any future or, or current entrepreneurs be better so um, if any of them want any help and I can be of help to anybody have them hit me up uh, on Instagram at Ishmael is I-S-M-A-E-L-M-M um, hit me up and I would love to help in any way 
Love it. Well, listen, uh, this has been amazing. And I'm going to dub you the professor. <laughs> uh, we've been taught by the professor. Today. <laughs> and to all our listeners, don't just listen to this once. You listen to it once, you're going to get your bachelor's degree. Listen to it twice, you'll get your master's degree. Listen to it three times, you'll be a doctor. Okay? Thank you. you. We've, been, we've been taught by a professor. Yeah. Uh, and it's just been, it's been a great conversation. For sure. Yeah, we could go on for hours. I but. know. I, uh, we'll definitely have to do a round two. Oh, 100%. Six to go yeah. put in some work and then maybe I... I get some some better uh, nuggets of information next time. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. We are going to respect your time uh, and the time that you've spent with us so far. So we're going to wrap up here. Before we do, we have a quick little game we're going to play with you. We have a list of 20 questions um, that we're going to ask you. You have a minute to answer yeah. as many of them as you can. So it'll just be rapid fire. Um, we'll see how many you can get in the minute and how you compare to other guests we've had on the show. You can go ahead and start us off in three, two, one. Your dream vacation. Dubai. Uh, first thing you'd buy if you won a million dollars? Ferrari for 30. Favorite hobby? Jeez, going out to eat. Um, if there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in? Working with people. A song you've been jamming to lately? Oh, that's a tough one, though. There's one called uh, uh, Location by Carol G. Um, if you live to be a hundred, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime self? Oh, mine. Hundred percent. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite ice cream flavor? Strawberry. Favorite fictional character? Who? That's a tough one, though. Um, Alf. Um, favorite smell? Gosh, my Mexican tacos always. What's your nickname? <laughs> uh, my nickname is Latino Heat. Pet peeve. Um, when I'm talking to someone and they're looking at their phone. <laughs> we got to do one more question because you said your hobby is food. So your favorite restaurant? Gosh, I have so many. Here in Arizona, probably my favorite has to be uh, Cafe Monarch. Where's that? It's in Scottsdale. Ultra high end, but it's, it's a fun experience to... That's an anniversary place, a birthday kind of place. Uh-huh. I took my wife there for her birthday and it was, it was just very, very unique. But I don't know. In uh, we just uh, we were just in Cancun two weeks ago, three weeks. I can't remember. Two weeks ago, and we had dinner at this just one of a kind place, tiny little place, four tables, and the chef prepares every meal, and it's the best food I've ever had in my life. I mean, just blown away. Well, so and then I have a favorite place in you. Every every city that I lived in, I have a favorite <laughs> place. So that that's always a tough one because I can't really pick one. Yeah. I, can any of the uh, local Mexican restaurants compete with no. tacos? No. No, 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 no. No. So you just kind of stay away from that? There like, is... I can do anything better than they can, huh? Well, not that I can do it better, but I had better than that, right? There is a place called Tacos Orientales in Chihuahua, where I'm from, and there's nothing like it. Yeah. And everybody can come and tell me this or that, but in my eyes, that's my first love, and I'll stick to it, you know? I, yeah. I tried a lot, of, and there's a lot of great Mexican food places mm-hmm. here. But uh, I wouldn't even put him on the same sentence as those tacos back home. It's just... Tacos orientales, no? Tacos orientales, okay. yeah. Which, if you guys... I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Um, most people have tried uh, pastor tacos. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes them. That's a very Mexican staple. There is a documentary on Netflix called uh, Taco Chronicles. And the very first step, it's, it's pretty much talks about the history of every type of taco in Mexico, right? Hmm. You need to watch the first episode. talks about pastor tacos. Orientales means oriental, yeah. oriental tacos, yeah. right? 
when you watch that one, you will say, ah, that's what they're called tacos orientales. Okay. Home, okay. Homework. <laughs> that's homework for you guys. It's, it's, that's my it's homework, a fun, yeah. It's a fun... Uh, Professor is giving us more homework. That's <laughs> well, good. It's, 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 uh, it's super unique. I mean, you watch that and it just blows your mind. You're like, holy... Duh, it makes sense, right? Yeah. So, but even me, born and raised in Mexico and growing up with that food, it was just... Hmm, like it just connected the dots. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a fun little thing for the weekend to watch. Though. Okay, will do. Put it on the uh, homework list. Yeah. <laughs> um, you already shared with us, you know, where everyone can connect with you online. Um, but I know you had a special offer for our listeners too. So if you could quickly just tell us for about sure. that. Yeah. Yeah. So we like to offer um, our friends uh, when they give us a call and they mention the the podcast, we'll give them fifty dollars off their service. Uh, we want to make sure that we take really really good care of you, like we do with all of our customers, but. We want to give you a little, a little something sweet there, and and, and uh, sweeten the pot and do a better pricing for them. So regardless of the size of the home, we'll do fifty dollars off uh, when they mention the podcast. Awesome. So, yeah, give us a call, and once again, we'd love to to take care of them. And whether it's not them, recently we had a lot of people do a, a gift card for a, a grandma, grandpa, for mom, okay. or a, a friend that is. I mean, it's a very unique gift, yeah. right? Yeah flowers will go to waste very soon but if you do a home cleaning i mean a yeah. shit down top to bottom uh, of your house that's i like to see my business as we're not just selling cleaning we're selling i mean we give you time right. so imagine give mom six hours of relief that for she sure. have to clean the house and send her to get a massage or something i mean whatever anyway <laughs> i'm just gonna stop <laughs> okay ishmael thank you again so much for coming on sharing all your knowledge with us minds have definitely been blown um and yeah, like we said listen to this a couple times you'll learn something every time so thank you again so much for uh being thank on you. here today and to our listeners we will catch you all next week Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, if you or someone you know is an entrepreneur in the East Valley, we'd love to have you on the show. Please get in touch with us by emailing us at localhustlerspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at localhustlerspodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for the latest news and updates. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.